for centuries. We've been warned about little green men. Now, they are coming. They're coming for you. Prepare for the attack of the android. Hey, what's up, everybody? It's Wednesday, August 26, 2015. This is episode 167, Tag of the Androids. Every week, Wednesday nights, tagoftheandroids.com. Check it out. I'm Matt. That's Eric. What's up, Eric? Doing fine, Matt. Doing fine. Awesome. That's also Joey. What's up, Joey? Uh, things are going well up here in the northeastern corner of May, of the U.S. Joey's going to learn from that now smiling because he day. thinks that I'm an idiot. He's, no, it, you're gonna learn from that one day, and you're gonna you're gonna realize, and you're gonna shorten things up, and then everyone's gonna be like, "We need more of that Joey guy." But until that happens, we also got Nick Carroll. What's up, Nick? Hey guys, glad to be back. Good to have you back, Eric. What is the first most what? important thing on this show document that you need to share with us in regards to Android? Matt, we have a new alphabet letter this week. Oh my goodness, I was waiting for this. I know. It's very exciting. It's something you've you've heard about before, and mm. it's the life sciences. So it's the letter L. For lifestyles. Sort of. <laughs> lifestyles, maybe if you're diabetic. This is the uh this is a spin-off of the um what was it, Google X uh Google X Labs. What was the name of that weird thing? The lens. Do you know it? Glass? Moonshot. No, no. There, there like was a moon- previous name for this project, but I don't remember what it's called. I, I think yeah, it's in so, the story. Well, let's scroll down. Mm-hmm. I forgot it. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, so this was the uh, – this was a spinoff of um, of some other projects, and they all have to do around, um, like, people's health, uh, making their life better. So Calico. we have the smart contact lens. Calico. Okay, Calico. So Calico. Calico. It was called Google Life Sciences before, and now it's just the Life Sciences Company. So, the yeah. thing. So it's all it's all split off, and it's all its own thing. Um, so this is going to be the alphabet letter that gives us nanoparticles, and you know, maps smart our contact, body. Yeah, smart contact lenses, things like that. So, yeah. cloning. Maybe <laughs> potentially. <laughs> I like that. This is a lot of the stuff that uh, Ray Kurzweil was working on too. Is that I, where you if got, I remember correctly, they shuffled him around over to the life, the L Sciences division. That's right. He's he's an L. They actually walk around with this, with the L on the forehead. No, they have hats that mimic that, probably using nanotechnology. It just their their forehead sort of bumps into the shape of an L. It's very sad. Um, yeah, well, you both look like all stars because you've got that L on your forehead. <laughs> now, for fuck's sake! <laughs> <laughs> oh, they're yeah, going to so transform I'm... the way that we prevent, detect, and manage disease. Those of us that have hooker punch cards are looking forward to the preventing of disease. Yeah, yeah this will be the island of Doctor Moreau Company. I think they'll get to design all their, you know. They'll probably create the the zombie virus, I'm sure, uh, somewhere along the way. But it seems yeah. It's bring the island of... to Doctor Moreau. I want the island to Doctor Brain. <laughs> it's happening. So, do you guys think that this is like a? Do you think we're going to see this stuff any sooner now that it's nope. sort of its own thing? Five to ten. No. <laughs> Five to ten. Yeah. <laughs> they'll have to be more public with it, and maybe they'll get more coverage instead of just being a Google project. They'll be their own project, and it'll be up for. You know that them to make results that the scientific community can recognize. So, I mean, the Verge has its own science division, you know, and there are other companies that you know, media companies that have their own. Is that, that the science beat? So, are they the V? <laughs> uh, no, I can't remember what it's called. Oh, because that would be good. Maybe Google just give the Verge a bunch of money, call them the V, and that would be <laughs> Google's new media division. We'll be P, I mean, for podcasts, obviously. It would be the V division, so it would be VD. Right. And it would be on all the badges. <laughs> it would be everywhere. Brilliant. 
Yeah. Then there'll be a new sub company that'll take over VD. It'll be STD. Uh-huh. Uh, I like it. Then eventually you'll start seeing, you know, the STD clinics around the country. You know, they'll have the a band right now. And the band will be called STP <laughs> and also an oil. Very good. So it's called so it's called Verge Science. Verge Science. Verge. That's what it was. Does Google own the scientific community at this point? <laughs> no, but I'm sure they want to make inroads into it. So, that's cool. Yeah. Well, and if they're going to do all this stuff, they're going to have to get like um, FDA approval. Like, there's going to be a lot of things, and I, I wonder if the, it being a separate company makes it a lot easier to navigate all those legal waters when they're not having to run everything up a giant chain. Well, you know, it it sure does, and it releases them as well the parent company probably from a lot of potential liability. If one of these, let's say, nanorobots were to go on and bring in the gray goo uh, apocalypse. Or if your smart contact lenses eat your eyes out, then sure, that's sure. not eating little, into YouTube profits. Hey, one misaligned laser beam right to the retina, and it's LASIK times ten, buddy. It's all over. I can see the future. <laughs> I saw the future until I got my eyes adjusted, and now I can't see shit. Uh, Eric, for those of you that are playing the AOTA home game, go ahead and uh, feel free to email us every time we use a three-letter acronym to describe a government organization. I believe we have now set a record for acronyms in the first two minutes of the show. I'm going to go ahead and nope that, and I'm going to replace it with you just go ahead and email Joey. (laughs) Email him all your three-letter acronyms. Uh, Eric, do you believe that that division is going to be using privacy-centric black phones, or perhaps even black phone twos? Hmm? 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 That transition of a master, folks. Um, I don't know that they will be, but they should be. They damn well should be. Data. That transition yeah. was like shifting from fifth to from fifth to first when dropping the clutch. Good lord. <sighs> anyway. <laughs> Yeah, so the as Matt alluded to ever so uh ever so deftly, um the folks over at uh Silent Circle have announced a new black phone is coming out, a successor to the original black phone, the Black Phone 2. It's a uh oct- it has an octa-core processor, 3 gigs of RAM, 32 gigabytes of storage and a micro SD card. Um not uh, to mention an guys- incredibly creative naming scheme. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I wonder what the next one's going to be called. I'm taking bets on the Black Phone 3, folks, right here. Who wants to start a pool? Holy crap. <sighs> you seen this yet? I can try to pull up a picture. It looks kind of like the old Black Phone. Yeah, it's a little, uh, I'm going to say, tame. Like, it doesn't have a very stylish design. I mean, obviously, that's not what they're going for, but they're not trying to cater to, like, you know, a design-centric audience, you know, it's it's pretty. I mean, pretty neutral. You don't want to call attention to the device. Yeah, you know, that's a primary. You, you don't want this to have, you know, a neon green case and come out in day glow orange and crap. You know, here, take a look at my ultra high security phone. You might want to look at mine. Here, steal my phone. You know, I mean, it, it, obviously, this is not something you want to call yeah. attention to. So the design reflects that. Yeah, it's about as nondescript as you can get. But the specs are the specs are pretty decent. The, the original Black Phone was also pretty decent in terms of specs. So I mean, it's it's not flagship in every area, obviously, but it's you know it's a decent decent modern mid-range kind of phone. So yeah, here's my concern though, because I I used the original Black Phone. It was really cheap build quality, and mm. I look at this and I. I don't know if this is the because they it, the original one was like uh, from Geek's phone or something. I think I think that's what it was based on, um, and the build quality just sucked. Um, there were a lot of bugs too in the operating system. Um, you get really weird things, especially around audio. Uh, you get re- random reboots. How was um, the phone? Was, how was the phone for uh, updates for like operating system updates? Do you know if it ever updated offhand? This is a phone that you do not pay attention to, like the little like numbers like 4.4 or 5.1. You don't pay attention to that anymore. Mm-hmm. The only updates that you're going to get are going to be, it'll be like private OS 1.2b. Like these, mm-hmm. this is, like your your update cycle is going to be around vulnerabilities versus features. Mm-hmm. Um, 
which makes sense. It's just that it's, I don't know, when the phone kind of sucks and when you have, when you don't have access, I think they've fixed this since I've used it, but I really, you really didn't have access to an app store unless you sideloaded like the Amazon app store. And even then, like shit just got buggy really quick. Hmm. Well, I mean, I, I guess this is one of those phones that you buy, like you say, not for features. You buy this for security. I, I don't see this being, you know, the, the the phone that everybody and his brother is clamoring and standing in line to get. On the other hand, this, with with the possible exception of build quality being being uh, a determining factor, if you can keep the cost down. This yeah. would be the phone that, that employers buy for their employees. Yeah. But not only that, they, they want to make a profit, too, to where they can come out with the black phone three. So, you know, yeah. I think as long as it's good enough in enough of the areas, you know, it can be it can it can find an audience. But, you know, like no one wants to buy a poorly built phone. So. But like it, like it or hate it. I mean, the phones are a product and a product has to make sense for a market. Yeah. And, yeah. you know, you, you can't be. You, if everyone's selling $300 widgets, you can't offer a $400 widget without having an additional you know, value. bunch of performance or whatever or value yeah. in that widget. Yeah. So you know, if, if you're taking and putting all your money into the software and you need to hit a price point, maybe you have to cheap on the hardware. Uh, do, you, do you remember, Eric, was it anything specific that, that you remember being a problem or was it just an overall feeling? No, it was random reboots. Um, the phone itself, like the, the feel, like the, the plastic, everything seemed kind of crappy. Um, the screen wasn't like there, it could have been software related, but it didn't feel as responsive as it should have. Um, it was just, here's my thing is that like, if you, if you buy a subscription to silent circle, um, for the three, like the three main things, if you buy a subscription, um, it, like I think I think the phone comes with like two or three years for free. So if you take the cost of that subscription times two or three, it equaled the cost of the phone or, you know, like you're, you're getting the phone for free. So I get that. To me, it just seems like so if you have somebody who does not have a phone, yeah, go for it. Give it to them. If all they're going to be doing is making phone calls and texting, then, yeah, you just got a free phone that is very secure that they can use those, you know, those handful of silent circle apps you know, completely and nothing else. Mm-hmm. If you have an employee that has a phone, just get them the subscription and they can download the app. It's it, it makes a lot more sense than buying this phone, I think, unless they need a phone itself. Oh, there is that. Speaking of uh, free phones or phone pricing, um, did we see this uh, note in here about Amazon dropping the Fire Phone pricing to $130? Joey, Amazon could drop the Fire Phone price to give me $105, and I still wouldn't buy it. Yeah. Well, I was just thinking, take that there, segue, Matt. No, that was pretty uh, good. I, I actually had a couple questions about the Black Phone, so I would say preemptive right, segue. Fine. But no, screw up my segue. No, you already, already done. Continue yeah. on. They were dumb questions but, uh, focused on I, I security. Like, I love the user. headline here on An- on Android Central. Amazon drops the Fire Phone price to $130, but you likely still aren't interested. No, oh, yeah. go figure. Yep. They read my mind. Yep, I'm still basically not interested. Now, I will say this, though. If I didn't already have a Prime subscription, which is $99 for a year, and they throw that in with the one-year phone, that means I just got – uh, excuse me. They throw in a one-year subscription with the phone, so it, that would mean I just got a phone for thirty bucks. That would interest me. That would interest me. But I already have Prime, so that's kind of a non-issue for me personally. Um, I, I, I think the Prime think, would stack. I think you could get it, and then it would it would add a year to your current subscription, if I remember right. Oh, maybe. Well, if that was the case, then that, then that would be you know a decent thing. But still, um, if I remember correctly, well, let me back up. My perception is that the F- Amazon Fire phones have not done very well, but the tablets have done outstandingly well. Yeah. And I think it's because people are giving them to their kids. And they're, you know, letting the kids take it and saying, okay, here's the $79 six-inch tablet. And if you bust it, then I'm out $79. Yeah. The, pricing, the pricing was aggressive, whereas the Fire, Fire Phone, the pricing was 
absurd. It was like 600 bucks or something like that initially. And that was enough to put, just put a lot of people off. Plus I had like a 720p screen and had decent specs, but I don't think it was any better than like the Nexus 5, for example. And you could get, pick up one of those for 350 about, about that, about that time. So I'm really considering just buying this. It's a $30. I mean, at this point it's a $30 phone yeah. that you like, I could, I could give this if, if my, uh, like my in-laws are visiting, they're going to need a phone here. Have a phone. Tell you. Yeah. Well, also, uh, in this article, it mentions they're actually you can, on a stock right now, by the way. Hmm. In the article, it mentions you can put CM11 on it, so that would be, be kind of cool. So if you want to play around CM11 but not have it on your, your daily driver, you know, that'd be something to do. So Did you say Semen11? Semen11. I thought Seaman I was 11. like, That's right. oh, I don't know what OS that is, but I'm interested. <laughs> yes, cyanogen mod, but yeah. I got to say, like, the only thing I'm, I'm even relatively close to being interested in as far as Amazon hardware is, like, the Kindle reader. I yeah. mean, all their other stuff. The tablets, I mean, I get it, like, for kids and stuff, they're they're good. Yeah. They're kind of more disposable. Like, that e-reader, though, I love it. Like, it goes everywhere with me. It, it lives really in my light, Chromebook, yeah. <laughs> like, in my bag. It's... Yeah, but th- all their mm. other hardware, even like the dashboard stuff, I I don't know. I'm just, I'm just maybe I'm not the right demographic for, it, but it it just seems like nah. Yeah, so I'm looking at the phone um, just for overview specs: two point two quad core, two gigs RAM, four point seven inch HD display, thirteen megapixel camera. Um, it's un- unlimited like free cloud storage for photos. Yeah, it's comparable yeah. to like the Moto G in terms of pricing, you know. So, I mean, it's not that it doesn't have a market. It's just you're still bound to, you know, the Fire OS or whatever they're calling it, yeah. you know. So, yeah. It, and in I've noticed case, that. Go ahead, Joey. I was going to say, in my case, the real downside, you're limited to AT&T and T-Mobile and Sprint. No, no, not Sprint. Not Excuse Sprint. me. Yeah. AT&T and T-Mobile, all GSM. So yeah. in my area, GSM coverage is basically yeah, you know, there is same here, same here. So um, yeah, it, I've noticed that my friends that get Amazon Fire stuff, and I, one of them might be listening. So I I apologize. It's nothing. You know, he he's more of an iPhone guy. Send but, me better like, um, stuff for free, friend. God, they like it's it's sort of become like especially the Fire tablets have become the second choice. For, uh, to like to an iPad, like I mm-hmm. I don't want to spend hundreds of dollars on an iPad. I will get the Fire tablet. Um, and for people that aren't like very like technically savvy, the like the Fire OS is it's easy. Like it, they can they can get their email, they can check news. Like it, I you could make an argument that Nexus tablets like they're not any more difficult. But I you know if you're already in the Amazon ecosystem, for a lot of people, it's just a really easy transition. Yeah, like my family here, you know, we have probably four or five of those tablets. You know, we've purchased a couple uh, bargain basement cheap tablets for the girls, but they were so cheap that they basically didn't last. So what we did was, uh, you know, we just kept buying Amazon tablets over time. And so that's what they're, you know, using. So they use them still today. So, I mean, they're priced aggressively. They have enough features. We're already in the ecosystem. We all share the same account. That's my wife's account, and she just locks down the you know, their tablets to some extent. And uh, that's how we've been doing it here in, in this house. Well, I mean, yeah. it works for you. And I, th- that's the thing is that, you know, when you when you get inside the Amazon world, things work well. When you get inside the Google world, things work well. If you stay inside the Apple world, things work well. It's only when you start trying to break out of a circle and join another circle that you have a problem. And for me personally, I have so much both time – and actually money invested in apps on the Play Store that I don't necessarily want to give up my my ability to get to the Google Play Store, which you don't have by default uh, on the Fire OS. On the flip side, one thing I do like, because I do have Amazon Prime, I have access to the Amazon Prime video library, and um, I can't get that on my Android phone mm-hmm. right now um, under any circumstances. They don't even offer it. It's like the one feature that you cannot get. I can get music. I can get my audiobooks. Um, I can get my Kindle Reader, you know, all, all that stuff. That's all fine. But the second you want to start doing the Amazon video, they, they – no, they, they will not allow that to happen. Hmm. So, Interesting. 
Yeah. They've kept it tight hold for a while. Um, but I like even now, like they released it for uh, for Android TV. Um, like you, you can get the Amazon Video outside of Amazon products like nowadays. But it, yeah, it didn't used to be the case. I haven't tried it on the tablet or phone recently though. So. Mm. Oh, uh, by the way, mm. you are correct. If you are already a Prime member and you buy this phone, you get an additional year of Prime, uh, and it will work, and you can buy up to three Fire phones, and, oh, no, 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 I'm sorry, there's no limit, no limit. It's amazing. You you buy more more devices, you get more years. That's, That's it. So I guess I, I guess the one way to look at this would be you get a a hundred and thirty dollar phone, you extend your prime for a year, you're getting a thirty dollar device that's kind of small, um, ish, and even if you never used it as a phone, yeah. you spent thirty bucks and you got a mini tablet. Passes around. Yeah, I don't think I, it's not a bad deal. I'm actually I'm like I'm hovering over the the place order button because I the reality is I do have in-laws that come and visit and they're going to be visiting in a few weeks. And I'm thinking, hmm, I can get them this phone and they use it. And then they go away like it may not be a bad deal. I'll have to think about it maybe after the show. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> since we're on the uh, Amazon kick, uh, did you guys see the news about Amazon Underground? And would somebody like to explain to me what the hell Amazon Underground is? I don't have a flipping clue. I was reading this earlier, and I'm trying to figure this out. It looks like a Amazon app store on steroids in that they're – Yeah, I think all the apps are free uh, in that in that market, but I don't know the details about it too much. But, yeah. Yeah, but not only are they free, but the professional versions are free. So it's yeah. it's not just the free versions like in the App Store, but I honestly don't know what it what what the big difference is, and I'm tempted to find out. Um, Ten thousand yes. apps. Mm. So if you if you go on to here, Joey, while you're looking at that, Nick, um, like it, if you go onto the Amazon website, and I'll pull this up, you get this. You get this really weird, like it's like a letter, like a like somebody's kidnapped your dog, um, and uh, and it's here. Let's share that screen. Yeah, I'm reading it right now. So okay, so here we go. Normally you would okay. So so normally if you go and pay for an app, now instead they're paying by the minute played. And they're paying that fee directly to the developer, so the developers are then waiving their initial purchase free fee. Yeah. So this so isn't this even pay as you go. This is Amazon paying free. them as you go. It's free as you go, apparently. <laughs> it's similar yeah. to what they were talking about doing, and I don't know if they started doing it, where they're paying like some authors. Um, like They're getting paid by how many pages you mm-hmm. read of the book. So the oh, book wow. is free to the consumer, but Amazon pays the author based on how many pages they, that you read. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not so sure that this tra- <laughs> I'm not so sure that this translates to a better experience for developers. Um, for consumers, I mean, yeah, I mean, free is free. That's pretty cool. Um, but uh, I what I don't understand. I'll throw out uh, two things I don't understand. One. So what happens to the Amazon App Store? Is it is it like on the chopping block? Is it deprecated? And the second question is, um, if you look in this letter, it says like it says, uh, uh, where where's the thing? Is something about Google? Maybe they removed it. It said something like uh, Google does not allow apps. Uh, oh, here we go. Normally you'd go to Google Play to download an Android app onto your phone, but Google's rules don't allow an app that offers apps or games to be included in Google Play. So you need to download the Underground app directly from Amazon.com. I mean, how's that any different from the App Store? Like, I, it, yeah. it's like a really weird thing to put in to put in the letter. So, so why is that in there? And what happens to the App Store? 
Those are my questions. Nick, go. Yeah, didn't they have an yeah, they had an app store that they tried putting on Google Play a while back. This does sound like it, it's something similar. Is this in the Google Play Store itself? Or you just download no, it? No, it is, it is not in the Google Play Store. Uh, neither can you get it in the Google Play Store. You have to enable unknown packages. Uh, same, mm-hmm. by the way, for the, um, as I recall, same for the Amazon App Store, because I don't think you can get that through the Google Play yeah. Store either. Um, it's the exact same. Yeah. So I'm actually downloading it right now. Hmm. And I guess you're incentivizing. I guess you're incentivizing people to try it, so. Um, it just seems like a weird... Go ahead, Nick. I was going to say, and since you're downloading it straight from them, not from APK Jungle or some, some crazy website, you know. <laughs> well, that is the good thing. Like, this is one of the few instances where it makes sense for the normal consumer to check that unknown sources box. Mm. Um, but, I mean, still, it's... Hmm. It's it's a really odd move to me. I I don't understand it. I guess you can have like, you know, here's the here's the underground app for everything free, and then you have the app store for people that want to like actually buy you know buy products. Um, well, here's the thing. What happens if developer X decides to pull program or app Y from the store because they're not getting paid enough because most people aren't going to their they're they're not they're not getting enough out of it in other words so they just pull the app out of the underground store so now you've lost it but if you buy it through the store you own it or you own a copy of it yeah i mean that and that is i i feel like this sort of goes it goes with this trend that i really don't like which is this like it's like this idea this economy of the consumer never owning anything yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, like I don't I don't own my music. I just rent it from Spotify. Like yeah. forget that. Like that's ridiculous. Like yeah. this is why I still buy CDs. Yeah, or you have digital downloads for games, for example, but if that yeah. you know environment where you bought it goes bust, how do you get your software, you know? You don't have a hard copy of it. So, yeah. Oh my yeah. sweet lord. <laughs> I think I just lost my version my reason to buy a Fire Phone. They are now directing me through the Amazon Underground app to the Prime Instant Video app, which would allow me to watch my Amazon Prime Instant videos on my normal Android phone. Cool. Hello, Caesar. Well, there you go. So I'll tell you what, if this – yeah, if this works, I am going to be incredibly excited. Uh, I may even do a small dance. Um, hopefully off camera. <laughs> Fully clothed. I'm assuming you're wearing pants. Okay, good. <laughs> and they're not pajama pants either. Oh, good. Not that there's anything wrong with that. Uh, there was a lot of, um, you know, I, I'm trying to remember back. I was reading up on this um, last night when I was collecting the stories that, like, even back in the like the heyday of like Amazon's free app of the day. Um, like there were there were like some people, and I think it was uh, Pocket Casts, the uh, podcasting app. Um, <clears throat> like they, there was a lot of like consternation between them and Amazon because what it came down to is when they when they put their app up for free, like they were under the impression like they would still get some money, and instead like they didn't get anything from Amazon. And if you look like they posted their numbers, like they, you know, if you if you remove Amazon's cut. They would be the, Joe. God damn it! Mute the mic. <laughs> if you if you remove Amazon's cut, then you could um, then they would have made like fifty thousand dollars, and hmm. they didn't get any of that. So I mean, this oh, wow. I I don't know. Like if I wrote an app that I would put it in the apps in the Amazon App Store. Yeah. Oh, and additionally, like they were not able to. Um, what were what weren't they able to do? They were not able to remove the app from the app store <clears throat> without like writing Amazon for permission. Like it was one of the only app stores, if not the only app store, that did not let developers themselves remove the app from the store. Interesting. Now I feel terrible because I don't know how to unmute Joey. <laughs> Okay, so now that I've unmuted myself, uh, for those that didn't overhear, um, that was actually the 
Uh, okay, I'll I'll just say it. That was the introduction to Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Um, I have never actually watched it. It was just for some reason one of the options that popped up on Amazon Video, so I just hit that one. Okay, here something I don't care about. Let's play that, and it does work. So I now have Amazon Instant Video on my standard Android phone, and I am now a happy man. And I will do a off disc uh, off. Uh, off uh, camera happy dance at some point, but um, so it looks like they've actually got this set up with an underground apps section, a mm-hmm. specific thing, and there's and it looks like there are normal paid apps in here that are, you know, uh, th- that they're just bypassing the in-app purchases. So the I guess the question would be also, okay, fine. So I'm bypassing my in-app purchases. But if I ever take that experience out of underground, do my purchases follow me? Probably not. Probably not. <laughs> no. So this is one of those things. And, and right now, I don't believe they're restricting this. Underground appears to be free to everybody. Yeah. But well, maybe for a limited to, time. So or right. When, or yeah. what happens if it becomes a prime benefit? Yeah. For instance. You know, so now you've got to have Prime, so that's their revenue stream. You yeah, know? just think and, of this is a promotion. This yeah. is likely just another way of getting people into the Amazon ecosystem, getting more more registrations, more stuff like that. So they're they're trying to find ways to inject, you know, more users into their uh, their system. So exactly, exactly. Free is good, but I I kind of feel like it, it cheapens Amazon's image a little bit when it's like you know the all free app store. I don't like. It doesn't entice me, and I maybe I'm the maybe I'm the weird case, but I I I'm one of the people I don't mind paying for an app if it's yeah. like I'm not gonna like if it's a good app, you know. And yeah. that's the thing, you know, developers will tend to make good apps if you know if there's they can get profit from it, so oh, yeah. they'll, they'll put that extra well, bit in order to get more people to buy it. So yeah, I'm I'm looking actually through here in the. Some of uh, a lot of these are just you know very very. Some of them are already free. Some of them are you know so they're just eating in gap in game purchases. Um, some of them are older apps that appear to possibly maybe run their course. Um, Angry Birds Space has been out for what? Oh geez, five six it's years. It's been a year and a half. No, no, space hasn't been that long. Space has been like maybe a year and a half or two years. Okay. Uh, they've got that. They've got also got an Angry Birds Rio. Um, but, I mean, you know, it, it's stuff that may or may not be, you know, new and woo, you know, type thing. Ooh, Sonic. Yay. Sonic the Hedgehog. Nice. Hmm. Well, very good. While Joey's playing with uh, with his... New Amazon Underground app. Um, I don't know, Nick. What do you want to talk about? Uh, let's see. Uh, Koosh, uh, he just released a, a new uh, – well, I don't know if he's released the app itself, but he's got a project that he's working on that allows you to, I think, share, like, the screen of the phone that you're on and also do, uh, do things like ADB on it and stuff like that. Let me see if I can pull it up. It's a blog post. That he made, oh, yeah. the uh, visor share thing that's in here? Yeah. Yeah, remote screen and ADB access. It looks pretty cool. He's got a little two-minute video on his blog, on his you know Google Plus post where he gives a brief tour of it. It looks pretty cool. Indeed. I wish we had Shane on tonight because um, that would be our resident developer geek um, would would give us an interesting perspective on this. But um, I I think that this is one of those. There's been several different emulators out there that have you know run Android on your PC, blah blah blah, and not all of this stuff ever really has a real world you know reason for existence. But maybe, maybe just maybe, um, this this will be the one that people really go to for whatever reason. Yeah, Visor Share. It says here you share your device to another Visor user. Yeah, so like you want to share your screen, you basically get a URL or URL, whatever you want to call it, a URL, you email that to someone and they can essentially look at what you're showing on screen. So that's kind of cool. Or you can email it to yourself and then view it on your PC, whatever's going on on your tablet or phone or whatever. So 
Well, if you're developing if you're developing the app yourself, it's you know it might be somewhat convenient, I guess, um, yeah. because I mean, like for me, I'm just gonna I make a change, I upload it, and then I just like I look at the phone, I I see how yeah, it works. Right. But for Akush, what he was talking about, um, like I, I, the impetus of this being developed was that he would make these apps. And he would do uh, like private betas with friends, yeah. um, but then he would also spread it out across the world to people. And you, you know, like if there's a problem and you're trying to tell somebody, like, okay, can you get me the ADB log? Can you like the? Can I see what? You know, it, yeah. it becomes a big problem. So in this instance, that person could just send him a link, and he not only can look at the screen and manipulate the phone, yeah. um, but he can also he also has ADB access. So for him, and you know, and for a lot of developers too, like from a development standpoint, especially when you're dealing with remote teams, yeah. this makes it easier for the developer themselves to actually access a device that is not physically with them. Yeah. And it also allows friends to see and troubleshoot and help. And, you know, if, if I was developing an app, I could I could share this out to you, Eric, and you could give me feedback or you, Nick, or, or whoever. Or you could actually have a friend of yours, you know, help you with some code. Um, so, yeah, it's 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 collaborative. It's a, it's a tool to allow collaborative coding on a mobile platform, which I think is is quite interesting. But I don't think it's a, something that everyone's going to use. Well, yeah, but probably not. Yeah. Oh, by the way, uh, speaking to your earlier point, Nick, did you know that they had a TV show about websites? What, what show is that? <laughs> My name is Earl. Oh, uh, boom, boom. Fuck's sake. Uh, anyway. <clears throat> and all right, Joe, your turn. Pick something. <laughs> yeah. um, all right, well, let's throw a little bit of a monkey wrench in the works. Top of the uh, show notes, Chromebook passes iPad gains on Windows in U.S. education market. Uh, threw this in. This actually came out yesterday um, on uh, Petrie, uh, and it was a very interesting little statistic. Uh, I know that Android and Chrome aren't exactly the same thing. They're kind of like the evil step twins, um, but Chromebooks are apparently making a huge dent in the United States educational hardware market. And this was not something that I was aware of. Um, I, I just didn't hear about it, I guess. Well, they're, um, cheap, they're cheaper than iPads. In some cases, significantly. they're yeah, significantly cheaper than iPads, it, even with discounts that, that Apple's, you know, somewhat discounts that they've been giving on the iPads. Are, they're still a lot cheaper. They're, they more resemble a computer, and there's a variety of different models out there and some of them are more designed from the get-go you know to be aimed for that kind of environment so like they're very easy to take apart and put back together you know to service and stuff like that so i still don't uh, feel that uh, and now granted i used to do customer service for for a company that did kit children's toys so my perception is a slightly skewed by that but i don't think that every child has the same experience with a touchscreen, but I think that every child would have the same experience with a keyboard because the keyboard is there. You know, it's physical; they can see it. Yeah. Um, a touchscreen, it's it's kind of it's kind of ambiguous. You you have to touch it in the right manner, and if you yeah. aren't familiar with how to work it, it yeah. may or may not give you the result. It could both be easier and also more frustrating. Well, one baseline activity that everyone does on those notebooks, regardless of what they're doing, is they're using the keyboard, they're learning how to type. And a lot of kids, yeah. learning that ability gives them an edge up when they go out to the real world. They don't have to learn it on their own. They can learn right. it at school in addition to whatever whatever they do. So that's always a good thing. Mm-hmm. I mean, I can pick up a good uh, 10-inch, 11-inch Chromebook in the vicinity of two $250. That's retail. Yeah. Um, I, I'm trying to think, an, an iPad, if I remember correctly, you're not going to find one for anything under $400. Yeah, I, th- there are what some you, Chromebooks you can pick up at Walmart, like there's one by Huawei, which is like 150 60 bucks, and it's a fully functioning, you know, brand new notebook that you pick up at Walmart. So, but if you, yeah. if you want the legit Chromebook experience, you know, you, you want... Yeah. Like I, I always recommend those Asus ones that are on Amazon. If you get the blue yeah. ones, they're cheap, and you can get them with like four gigs of RAM, and you can get them. They have the x86 processor, 
So if you do find yourself not, you know, being able to live in Chrome on it, you know, you could do the Ubuntu thing or whatever. But dude, Mm -hmm. ever since I got that thing, like all, I mean, I do the majority of my weed reviews, all of that stuff is like done in the living room on my Chromebook. Like I come back to the desk to windows basically to do Photoshop and that's it really. I mean, at this point, you know, record podcasts, but yeah, I'm very happy with my my Samsung Chromebook for what it's worth. Um, but I'm running just a straight Chrome OS. Um, yeah, that's all I'm running. I've got an Acer one that I picked up two plus years ago for a couple hundred bucks. I ended up because it was upgradable. I added a 64 gig SSD. It was using like 320 gig, just a standard drive. You know, it's got like seven second boot up time, and it's it's been running like a champ for two years. So there's some longevity to it as well. And the operating system updates; it doesn't get slower over time. So, yeah. I mean, there's a lot of advantages to going with one. They're very simple and easy to use. Troubleshooting, you know, for is, is for my point. mom, like it was it was the best thing I've ever gotten her. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and like if you, whenever if you take the power wash like that is the best whenever yeah. and you log back in and there's all your stuff again like it is so good what Eric? Yep. It, google is actually discounting uh these is discounting chromebooks for schools um there's a google for education and um they can get chromebooks starting chromebooks and tablets starting at 149 bucks um, plus thirty dollars, I think uh, they said for management and support, whatever the hell that means. But via I mean, hangouts, they're not even picking retail. Is that via hangouts? Are they doing like the what was that service they discontinued? Help out, <laughs> help out, <laughs> help out. Yeah, <clears throat> yeah, that, that yeah, wasn't doing very well. Yeah, I'm looking through here. It doesn't <clears throat> it doesn't say up front, um, like on the homepage, what that actually means, but. I mean, this is the page that if, you know, if you were the IT administrator for a school, like this is the page you would go to. Um, you can click on the big button that says get devices for your school and you can buy them. Like it, they are, the Google is specifically targeting schools with this. And yeah. one thing I'm curious about, though, and I doubt that they have put out numbers on it, is are all of these Chromebooks running, like are these kids running it in guest mode? Yeah. Or are they actually creating accounts? Oh, interesting. How much yeah, is that padding yeah, your numbers, good. right? How's mm. that? And and also for class, we're all going to need Google Plus accounts because we're using communities, right? Like the last yeah. ditch effort to get some some use out of their social. Well, and it's like the if you look at Google's like policies, the minimum age to get an account. Um, like in general, like obviously wallet is like, you have to be 18, but like for a Google account, just a plain vanilla Google account, it's 13. And I'm sure there are schools out there that have kids running these, well, right, but the don't, kids are not 13. It seems like schools is a different section. I would imagine they have their own privacy mm-hmm. policy that pretty much puts the onus of responsibility on the school administrator, I guess. If it's your school, you're administering. I don't know. I'm just, Maybe. I'm just making up words at this point. But imagine, imagine as the as the IT guy there at the school, like no more ghosting machines. I mean, of course, you probably still have your computer lab, right? This is for take home. But if you could, it says here in one of these articles, parents can set up a new user account for each child and remotely monitor web activity. So there's probably more more to it. You know, maybe the parents need to sign off on it and stuff like that. So, well, and it is too a good way to monitor the activities. I mean, as long as you don't get into Creepyville, like that one school, what they were like watching their students and said that one of them was doing drugs and like he's like, Turn it was candy. Down. It was candy, oh, wow. you creepy assholes. Why were you watching me? Yeah. Well, it looks like the, the $30 management license gives you uh, access to a web-based console where you can like do some device management yeah. through. Looks like there's so it says here configuring supervised users on a Chromebook. So it looks like some feature like that. This is from an older article, but it looks like there's there's probably some guest, as you mentioned, accounts on the actual Chromebook itself, and that's what they're using. It's still cool though. I I like it. Uh, let's talk about this for a minute. The the new Verizon Hum. First of all, worst name ever. Second of all, is this? 
And I, I, I know it's not like what we've been seeing with all of these smart cars getting hacked and having their brakes not work and their accelerators not, you know, that whole thing. But for someone that, like, I just got a car and it doesn't have Bluetooth. And I, I put a Bluetooth deck in the Neon, but of course I didn't get it out to put it in this new car. So it's like, this would kind of be a cool thing to have. I don't think I would pay $15 a month for it. I would just buy a Bluetooth thing once and be done with it. Like, I'm already paying 8 a month, which isn't much, for Google Music. I mean, for what they give yeah. you. Like, I'm not going to pay a bunch of other services. I actually, buying a, a car, don't ever put your email address on the paperwork because they will spam you and they will call you mm -hmm. and you will get so much crap. I didn't realize. I got serious satellite radio calling being like, I'm all excited thinking, here's the phone call. They're going to be like, hey, we love your shows. We want to put them on Sirius XM Satellite Radio. Oh, no. Oh, no. She's like, hey, did you know your car came with this and that? And I'm like, ah, click. I don't think this is like the, the use that you're talking about. I don't think is is what you're like. You would not get this for that. Like this is the OnStar replacement. This oh, is not. So me. this is something that you could yeah. hack into and mess up some stuff. I don't want this then. I just want something that'll yeah. let play my phone and control it through the thing. Mm. I need Android. Yeah, auto. No, that's, that's not this. I that's need Android auto. It sounds like. Yeah, yeah. that'd be good, too. The one cool thing about this, though, is like it. So it has the it has the like the OnStar features of you know um, being able incident to steal alerts, a car. roadside assistance, that sort of stuff. But it also incorporates um, car diagnostics. Like that is cool, but it's not fifteen dollars a month. Cool. No, because yeah. all of that stuff you can just watch a YouTube video, and even if you don't have a machine, there's like a way to flip ignition on and off to where it'll beep you the code, and then you can just go yeah. look it up, and that's free i mean where you go to auto zone and they plug the thing into the or, thing and they or tell that, you or that but i'm saying if your, car, if your car is stuck and you need to know the code so you can google it so you can you know do something yeah. then yeah but, i buy a triple a that's what i like, got yeah triple a's where it's at do they have an app because i would pick it <laughs> uh, hold on a second so for so last fall i bought a car off craigslist with a uh with the with the dashboard that looked like a christmas tree Okay, all these lights are on. So I got oh crap. That was so the I air bought freshener. A ODB two reader with software and a cable to hook into a laptop. The cable with software cost me a grand total of forty dollars. For the old school one. Yeah, but why would I want to pay fifteen dollars a month? Right. Which that would be well, like and this is doing more than that, months. right? This is a GPS also, so Verizon can track you when you don't pay your bill. Rather than call you, we will disable your car, we will route our voice through the speakers, and we will say, hello, how well, are you? there is a AAA mobile app, incidentally, nice. now that we're talking about it. Nice. Good find, Nick. Good morning, Matt Lee. <laughs> you I've have noticed not your phone bill. bill is due tomorrow. <laughs> I will remind your you. Your will be disabled if you do not pay your bill we thank you for being a loyal customer so they announced this in january and it has an app for android and ios if anyone is interested you do not have to be a verizon customer to sign up uh so you know but you will you will be once but you, do, you I will guess. be once we take control over your vehicle and your phone that makes sense this is i i don't know I can't think of who this is targeting. Like, I, I would even... It's not a tuner like, maybe thing. maybe my grandma? I don't know. Really? <laughs> like, who's this? Who's Your this grandma's for? not going to buy See, a thing, thing and get this an This doesn't app. go for the grandmas. The grandmas drive it to the garage. Yeah, this is... Not mine. She pope. <laughs> but she's not going to install an app and then... I don't know. Maybe... When that car starts yeah. working, that's it. She's done. Like, no. Does this do remote start or anything like useful? No. And even at that it point, you never – the <laughs> subscription model is not anything people are used to in this regard, right? Like yeah. you never have to pay it monthly except for, like I was saying earlier, Sirius, satellite radio. Like this isn't – I don't know, man. This is a small incursion 
This is them testing the boundaries to see what what can we get stupid people to pay I like us this. consistently it's, for. For $15 a month and $13 for any additional vehicles, Verizon will send you a two-piece kit with a built-in GPS that can help law enforcement find you or your stolen vehicle or point you towards your last parking spot. Hey, Verizon, you know what else already does this? It's called Google Now. Mm. And it's free. Weird. Okay. Weird. One thing. One thing, though. If the ODB2 plug is plugged in, and that's where the GPS is located, which I'm kind of assuming, this could get you a discount on your car insurance. Yeah, because it's going to be a black box and send them all your driving info. Like, oh, hey, did you know this kid doesn't wear a seatbelt and he disabled the alarm in his car so he can continue not wearing a seatbelt? <laughs> did you did know you, Matt did 55 and 50? Did you know He's I can't drive 55? And Matt listens to awful music when he is. <laughs> no, but what did I you know he was, was smoking cigarettes Sammy in there? Hagar references notwithstanding. I detected nicotine uh, being smoked in that vehicle. We better talk to his health insurance provider. Oh, weird! It's the same provider. That is so helpful. Thank you. Oh, you okay, welcome to two for twenty. Welcome to Matt Lee's paranoia podcast. I ain't paranoid about uh, shit. I just think this is a terrible thing, and no one should ever well, no, put this in. No, Verizon should was, pay you oh, 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 to whoa, put whoa, this. Whoa. In your car. They should pay you money each month to keep this piece of shit in your car. That's what it is. What I'm trying to tell you, though, is that if you put a GPS-enabled tracking device in the car, you might get a discount on your car insurance because it would be easier to recover in the event of theft. I am not trying to make Matt get annoyed and leave the studio, which apparently he has done. Yes, a record. That's twice tonight, folks. Uh he dropped the mic. He's just looking for it. <laughs> sure, he did. So, yeah. I'm just saying, His this America, is... I don't need Big Red watching me along <laughs> with Big Brother, okay? One or the other. Come on. America, the F yeah. Anyway, anyway, moving on. Okay, so, hum, dumb idea for $15 a month. That's the consensus of Attack of the Androids. Yeah, Verizon would have to pay us $15 a month. First impressions mm. of the Moto X Play, I am getting a little bit excited. Not too much, but just mm -hmm. a little bit, just because, you know, my upgrade may be coming up soon. Going to have to switch lines, upgrade the one line, right? And then switch it back so that I continue with my unlimited plan. Thank you, Verizon. Yeah, the thing I like about this, yeah, so the X Play isn't coming to the States, but it looks like Verizon's going to have the Droid Max 2. And one thing I've always liked about the Droid Max too big. is it's too big. good battery life. It's too big. It is pretty big, though. I can't. So. I can't. It needs to fit in this. See this right here? This, <laughs> this pocket right here. Do you see this? This right here fits. Boom. Perfect. Yeah. Where's my phone? Oh, hey, it's right there. Boom. If that, I'll tell you what, if that phone doesn't fit in that pocket, I'm not getting it. I'll get a second-gen Moto X phone, and so, pretend yeah. the second-gen Moto X is brand new. That's all. Hmm. Yeah. Now, Matt, uh, did you did you look at the second story related to the uh, to the Moto X Play? How it how when it comes to the U.S., it will be the Droid Max Two on Verizon. What? And that's too big. What's too big? What's wrong? The phone is too big. It's five and a half inches. That's too much. Which is not. What's the how Moto much is, X? Hold on, hold on. How this big is, is as the, big as the original Moto X? This is, a biz, as, blah, blah, this is as big as it can be. See this? It's as big as it can be. Okay. Hold on, Moto X first gen size. Let's see here. Let's see how big that guy is. 4.9? Four, 4.7. Four, is seven. it 4.9? I don't know. The G-Next was 4.7. No, it's 5. Is it 5? Okay, so 5, so five is... One. Ooh. So it's just a little more. Come on, just just a just mate. Not even another inch, Matt Lee. We just want okay. less than an inch more in, in your pants. This is five five. This is five five. This is five. This is five five. No, it's too big. I'm just saying. It's too big. It's gonna rip my pocket. It's gonna like, <laughs> like that. burst out the sides and shit. It's just too big. 
Okay, so it is the actually, you know, I looked at it is the exact same size as the Moto X second gen. Ooh, so, so if I do revert to that, then I might as well, right? Because that's yeah. also too fucking big. Don't no, don't be angry. Just... So the screen, the screen on Matt's phone is four point seven inches, and the screen on this is five point five. That's 10 so. inches difference, bro. That's too big. <laughs> the Tech and the Android's the only podcast online where you'll find guys complaining about it being too big. Yeah, it's too big. You try Why are you saying that it's 4.7? Because I'm like looking at... It's like putting a rock star uh, in your no, pocket. No, it says 5. It's like putting That's a pop... The, okay, so there were different versions of the Moto X. The very first Moto X is the one that Matt has. Yes. And it has a 4.7-inch screen. Thank the you. second Moto X same came size. Out, that had a 5-inch screen. This is the same size as the Genex, and that's why it's perfect. No. Yeah, the, the, the reason I remembered that is because I had the Nexus 4, and it has the same size. Well, 4.8 as opposed to 4.7, but roughly the same resolution. So, Oh, yeah, I'm talking about the phone. Dim- I was looking at the phone dimensions. My bad. Yeah, but they are close, but that is probably about a centimeter taller, I would bet. I'd have to look up the... the Specs the comparison, but I could definitely squeeze one more centimeter in there if I had to. <laughs> I wouldn't like it, it'd be uncomfortable already. I have to adjust my pocket when I've been down with this because sometimes the way it sits in my pocket, it will hold the power button down, which will then, of course, cause a mm. reboot. <laughs> That's no point, though. The more you know, but I'll tell you what, it sure would be nice having 1.7 gigahertz Adreno 405 GPU 550 megahertz. It would be nice, Eric. You know what this has? Not that. This has no. shit coming off the back of it. You see that? <laughs> Not bulletproof anymore, Eric. This used to be bulletproof. But you know what it does have, Matt? What? It has that fun screen and that only turns on the pixels that... I need that because this has that. Yeah. And, oh, yeah, that has that too. You need that. And a 21 megapixel camera. That's pretty dope. You know, one thing you might be saying, 21 megapixels on a phone with the size of the sensor is so ridiculously overkill. Just saying. Or awesome. It's the statistic. It's meaningless. You put that many megapixels on that size sensor, the, the, the ability for it to work in situations other than pure, raw, unadulterated, high daylight gets so much smaller because the sensor gets noisier so any kind of daylight or any excuse me any kind of night or any kind of off-brand lighting where you're shooting into a shadow or something like that those shadows will tend to get noisier because there's more um receptors packed into a smaller area it so it doesn't help the photography are we are we sure that it doesn't have a bigger sensor to accommodate it does F2.0. It does burst mode. It has night mode, Joey. Okay? Night mode. That doesn't necessarily mean that the sensor's any bigger. No, it I just know. may mean that, the, that they have a different interpretation of Why software. Why do they never list the sensor? It's so annoying. Because it's an unsexy statistic. No, because it needs to be sexy. If we make it sexy, you guys do that every night at the Smartphone Photographer Hangout. I know you do. Well, I make every hangout I'm in sexy. That is also true. Did you see my Mm. rust picture? Yes, I did. That reminds me. Tomorrow when you go into work, get one of the whole truck. That's right. For me. I'm going to remember that tomorrow when you remind me. (laughs) Again. Again. Mm. I know. But yes, that's uh, for a quick little side plug for those that are interested. Smartphone photographers. It's a Google community. You must apply for membership, uh, but you can find it on Google+. So why Smartphone is this? Photographers. Why is this only two gigs of RAM? This is, this two, is a, that is kind of low. This is okay, two gigs so of RAM. The reason, Whoa. The, reason, Whoa. the reason why is it is a, a mid-range model. It's not a flagship it's supposed to be relatively inexpensive. What, the, it's, what is their flagship, Nick? Point me in the, the flagship, direction of the flag, please. It's a Moto X style. That's their. What uh, the? Their what is end. that? I don't even know That's what that flagship. means. That's their flagship. Where? Show me. Moto it's X on. style. Yeah, Moto X style is that their is flagship. The worst name. Who are they paying for these? This is the the fucking Chinese bought it. Now oh. they're stupid names. China, <laughs> you make such good things sometimes. Depending on what it is. So the way it Naming? used to be is Motorola. They had essentially three types of flagship. So type is phones. it the X Pure or the X Style? Style. <laughs> I'm so Ooh. Style. 
Why do they do this? Yeah. Moto X Pure is the current one. This that's is the, beautiful. Like, that's like the the unadulterated, unlocked. Yeah. The reason, that's yeah, the unlocked version is the pure one. You'd buy it from this. them. So look at it; it's beautiful yeah, inside and out. That's their new flagship. They replaced the 2014. Why Moto is X. it made out of wood? This is 2015. I don't <laughs> want phones made out of old shit. I need phones made out of adamantium. Would be nice. Oh, d- don't Perhaps. worry. It's just a veneer over a plastic cool. thing. It's is like it, the wood on your station wagon. Is it going to do what this is doing? Yeah, you see that veneer Probably. just peeling right off. That's nice. That's well, real You can still nice. use Motomaker and get a different you know, case designed for it. There are different types of cases for Not it. Not happy. That's why, yeah. I am not pleased. Mm. If I can't have a phone last at least three years before this starts happening, I mean, what, what, what are we doing? Really? As humanity, what the F are we even doing? What yeah. is that, Eric? What, what is going on here? It's a gelatin-like case. What? <laughs> a TPU case. I like it. I was told that the Kevlar on the back of the Moto X would not stop bullets if I put it in a case, so I never did. You know how many bullets this has stopped? None, thankfully. But <laughs> it's terrible. If it ever has. Do you have any idea how many bullets it would stop even if it was in the case? Yeah, none. You have to have exactly. it out of the case. It has to be so out of the case. why not put it in the case? No, because it has to be out of the case to stop them. You're so confusing me. <sighs> so this is cool. This even says, Joey, that with the 21 megapixel camera. You get crystal clear pictures even in low light. That's what it says. Yeah. Is that a lie? Yeah, that's what okay. Manolo said. Is it a lie? I have standards that that camera may not be able to meet. Just really? saying. It has an f-stop 2.0 aperture with phase detect autofocus PDAF. Yeah, what do you know about that? It has closed-loop processing. <laughs> that's awesome. I yeah, do- you know what those all, all – pretty much all of them have that. It has <laughs> – Dual color correlated temperature flash, yeah. You can. T- I also read English, Matt Lee. <laughs> I also have words. Uh, it has 4K video. I mean, if it has 4K video, that means it has some sort of a decent sensor, right? Or no? Uh, yes and no. I mean, it it does obviously have that, but what's more impressive actually about the 4K is that it also has to have some wicked throughput. From the camera onto its storage, like the bus. Um, where it... Yeah, the bus. The bus speed is going to be pretty darn high because you can't. I mean, 1080p is one thing, but 4K is a whole another level on on the amount of data that you're is saving. That, is so it double? You're gonna. Is it twice? How? What's the what's the size difference? Um, do I we, do we know? Actually, I don't know off the top of my head. Okay. Um, I mean, if 4K is 30 frames, they're saying 1080 is 60 frames that it'll do. Or video uh, HDR. Uh, It has a nano SIM card. That's cool. It also will take a slot, huh? Yeah. Bringing the slot slot. back. What are you going to fill that slot with, Eric? Anything I can. RAM? Nope. ROM. I'm not ROM in the slot. Are you kidding me? You're gonna it's ROM. crazy. It's ROM, bro. ROM. At I'm least ROM this in the one. Slot. Even this Sorry. one is only three gigs. Is that because at four, like it's because it's it's not a 64-bit system or what? You can still use four. You just can't use more than four, right? Mm-hmm. Or is it only three? So. No, I think it was four. You can use yeah, four. Four gigs. Okay. That's interesting. This only has okay. Three. Oh, sorry. I just found the answer to your question. Yes. Um, at 4K, which by the way is 4,096 pixels wide by 2,190. Excuse me, 2,160 high at 24 frame rates per second, interlaced, 12 bit color. That is. It's it's it's, it's, uh, it's like. Just over eight and almost nine megapixels at one frame. Uncompressed size is 39.81 megabytes per frame. So, 30 frames. So, say 40 megs a frame, you're doing 30 frames a second. That's how many frames per minute? Which is well, hold on a minute. I got the I got it here for you. Oh, do it. Do it. Three point. 
1.82 gigabytes per second. Wow. That's some good throughput. So, yeah, I mean, that's just incredible. I mean, one second of uncompressed video is 455.6 megs. A minute is 26.7 gigabytes. Now, are we assuming that this, because it says it does 4K, is pulling all of that, or is it doing some fancy compression? It's, it's doing some upscale. And you, it's doing compression, and usually uh, these kind of apps will limit the amount of time you can actually even do videos. So even if you have the storage space, it's like five it, seconds like of five. video because that's all the buffer will handle. Yeah, it just right. depends. So you. So you're not you might streaming. only be able to, to, to store, stay, um, I'll just throw this. You might be able to only store maybe one minute of 4K sure. video yeah. before the buffer stops, and then you have to wait for it to process, dump the buffer, and store it. So I've, um, I've but, been told to get into Periscope. Now, is this the phone that's going to take my Periscope to the next level? <laughs> Can you Periscope in 4K? I don't know. Mm. I'm going to have to look into that. Yeah, you should try. I'm whoa, Oops. whoa, and that's the gong, folks. Thank you very much for joining us. It's been another fantastic episode of Tag the Androids. Eric, what's the email address? Our email address is show at attackoftheandroids dot com. That's what it was last week, Eric. What's the email address this week? Our new email address is show at attackoftheandroids dot com. Fantastic. TagOfTheAndroids.com is a website. We're on Stitcher. We're on iTunes. Follow us on Twitter, Google+, and Facebook, as well as all of these lovely nerds here in front of you. We're all on those social networks, except for Nick, because he's an outcast. So We'll see you next week. <laughs> Thanks for listening. Have a great evening. Thanks for listening to Attack of the Androids. You can join us every week at www.attackoftheandroids.com slash live.